Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the second episode in the second series of uh, Stalking Time for the Moon Boys. I'm David Padil and I'm here in Peter Fincham's shed with Tim Hinks. Hello. How are you, Tim? I'm as good. We've recording. This is the second podcast yeah. we've recorded in a row, isn't it? So don't don't admit the viewers that. Don't don't so tell. I, I was listeners, only gonna, listeners, don't tell. I was them. only going to tell the truth, which is we've been sitting here for a week <laughs> and not talking, which not is talking. a joke we've done before, but it's still amuses me. But still amuses oh, me. Still, it's worth doing. And but regulars will will know that we ended up talking far too long uh, about um, Ziggy Stardust and uh, this beer. Uh, yeah. called Weird and Gilly. Well, we talked right. we talk many things, many yeah. microscopic things that about Ziggy Stardust yeah. uh, in the first episode. And one of the things that we discussed was we found a review of this beer, which is called Weird and Gilly, on a beer review site by a man who wanted desperately to know whether or not Weird and Gilly was a reference mm. for, from the beer company, from the brewery, mm. uh, to Ziggy Stardust. Mm. Um, and... He just couldn't find that out, and he, he phoned the brewery. <laughs> he suspected it he, might be. He, he phoned the brewery, he called the brewery, he forgot to ask that. He asked yeah. a other questions about hops mm. and aroma and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Forgot the main question. Mm. He's, um, yeah, and no, so was no, left no bullets are coming for bereft him. Yeah. by that. But what he could have done, perhaps, and I've just done this literally now, is go to singlecut.com. Okay. Singlecut is the name of the brewery. They make this slightly obscure right. craft beer, Weird and Gilly uh, IPA. And if you'd done that, Mm. He'd have found that the page devoted with Weird and Gilly begins, some cat from Japan suggested we do an IPA. Wow. So, uh, shot in the dark, I'd say that's, that's another clue yeah. in the package that we're slowly yeah. building up to whether or not Weird and Gilly the beer is a reference to Ziggy Stardust. But also I love that because, in a way, you know, what would Ziggy Stardust be doing now? We you know, don't know. But the cat from Japan, who he's like, yeah. is making suggestions about real ale. <laughs> and yeah. that seems right, doesn't it? Yeah. 50 years on or whatever, that's yeah. what he would be doing. It's very... Uh, we talked also about how it's beat poetry, isn't it? Some cat from Japan is very beat poetry, yes. isn't it? Because, like, the idea that J- Japanese people are like... A cat, but I, th- <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, very unknowable cat. That's what they like. I mean, to I, be fair to the mm. beer guy, uh, it does go away from Bowie because it goes. Some cat from Japan suggested we do an IPA that is juicy. <laughs> Hang on, just say that some cat from Japan suggested we do an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's what it says on yeah. the single cut beer site. Right. Suggested we do. What is an IPA by the way? Is that a type of India beer? pale ale? Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's a type of bitter. I didn't know that. Yeah, right. sort of beer, yeah. And I've done a voiceover for. Green King IPA 
and I still don't know what IPA meant. You love it, right? I absolutely love mm. it, even though I don't drink and I hated it. Uh, <laughs> suggest as we do an IPA that is juicy, spelt out J-U-I-C-Y, a bit like D-I-V-O-R-C-E for some reason. Right. And then they continue, so we packed up a pack horse. Is that, I don't That's know. a Bowie reference. That is a reference. Is it? To, uh, yeah, yeah, to um, on um, uh, Man Who Sold the World to, come on. Um, I know, I don't remember. Or something, let's start here. Black Country Rock. Is it Black Country Rock? Yeah. Oh, well, well done to uh, Single Cup Beer, because I, mean, I didn't spot that. It's worth having a listen to that, if you want. It was, it, when I found out that lyric from a songbook, you've, it's one of those ones where you think, it, genuinely, it's so hard to tell what he's saying. OK, we'll, cut, we'll listen to that but in a that, minute. That is what that is. That's yeah. a minute. Before we do, mm. can, I, can I explain how I think Beer Man might have got confused? Because he's still not sure if it's a Bowie reference. Right. He's got some cat from Japan, and if he really mm. knows about Bowie, mm. he will now know that there's a reference to Black yes. Country Rock. Yes. But then they say... So we packed up a pack horse and made it happen. Soft, doughy and slightly tangy malt lies under bright citrus, um, round topical fruit and mild pine resin yeah. hop aromatics that underscore the waves of flavours to come. Yeah. Now, that that's, I don't think that is a Barry no, reference. That's from Lodger and that's Fantastic Voyage, if you listen very carefully. I think he's so obsessed with beer, the beer man, is that he got lost in those yeah. wonderful yeah. evocations of the beer yeah. and thought... Oh, Which might be a testament to the beer, David. It might be a testament, but he thought, like, it's so nice, mm. this beer. I'm so drowning in mm. the niceness of the beer. I still can't work it out. Mm. Um, OK, so I think we should probably move on now from Winnegan Lily. We should get some Winnegan Lily, which, by the way, is on the single cut site, but I can't find anywhere to buy it. And even though I don't drink, because it's so... Bowie-ish, I would drink some Weird and Gilly, but I can't find it. That is so annoying, isn't it? I've nice seen a picture to... of it in a, yeah, in a glass. right, right. With a bottle and everything. Yeah. And actually, by the way, the, <laughs> you still didn't know, the Weird and Gilly thing. Have you yeah. seen it? No. I, I, okay. I... Well, have a look at the Weird and Gilly thing and tell me whether, again, that might be a clue oh, wow, to the fact yeah. that it's about David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's very 70s. Very 70s. Slight brand. element of a lightning strike going on in the W yeah. and the G. And whatever, but shall we listen to I'll t- I'll play Black you Country of... Rock? Are you, okay, you play well, Black got Country it Rock. Queued up. Wow. So that's that. Um, you know, I've never known. I mean, I, I that's a song I've always really liked, and I've never yeah. known that's what the lyrics. Yeah, are. it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, when you hear it. But I tell you what, I What's love. Actually, say pack up, pack up, pack or something. Pack a pack horse. It's like, it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> he says, "Pick a pack of pickled peppers." <laughs> um, pack a pack horse. Is it honey? Let's stop here. Is that what he says? Something like that. Pack a pack horse up and rest up here. Pack a pack horse up and rest up here. Something. Yes, maybe that's what it. But what? I think because it's got Black Country Rock's got a slight cowboy thing going on. Well, also what I love about Black Country Rock is good to have this reference to it is he's basically doing a Bolan song and it's a Bolan impression right you think uh, yeah yeah and there's a great I mean but it's sort of pre-Bolan being like that mm, isn't it wasn't Bolan still a folky when this came yeah, but out he, but even when he was doing that Deborah stuff he was still doing that sort right. of voice listen wow and there yeah. it's sort of sheep like that ah yeah it's a, bo- it's a brilliant it's a Bolan or it's a sheep it's a sheep it or Bolan homage sheep. yeah yeah and wow. uh, so I love that song. That's but good, amazing. Odd, interesting. I've just had an idea uh, for something we could do, like a mm. thing, a stunt on, right. on this show. I'm going to have to take these off. Which is, uh, I wanted to bring my daughter along to yeah. this show uh, because my daughter, some people will know this, I may mention it, is a, a massive Bowie fan, although 
tragically, is sort of lost interest in him now right. in a teenage way, and is now more interested in RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Yeah, you I can know. see the line that connects them in some ways. Well, well interestingly, I just read a thing on uh, online, it was just open here by chance, mm. saying that um, David, uh, the, the um, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, I'm not sure about this, has been voted the gayest album of all time. Well, that's interesting. By um, a panel of gays, including Rufus Wainwright, Boy George, and it says... Um, oh... What's her name? Uh, the woman who wrote Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, um, yeah. Um, uh, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. She's okay. not gay, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. She I might be, know. I'm not sure. But, yeah. she, but it was voted by them the gayest album of all time, which I think, I'm Gosh. not sure about that, really. Well, uh, I feel slightly, with that panel, I'm, well, I am going to qualified to question You know what, them, I'm going to put in gayest album of all time and see yeah, if there's are any contenders. I mean, I think one of the things that they probably are saying, and I think... Oh, Believe it or not, mm. there is a site saying the 100 greatest gayest albums okay. of all time. What's number one? I mean, there's quite a lot, actually. I bet Shed 7 don't feature there's quite a lot. very much. Uh, number 100 is Sgt. Pepper. Really? It started okay. at number 100, which is the annoying thing about these lists. Yeah. Is they often start at number fucking 100. Sgt. Pepper, which I really think is not a very gay album. I mean, I, I've, never, I mean I've never sort of made that. Yeah, that's 2012. Jump, but... That was done. Um... I mean, I could see Ziggy Stardust being... Oh, of course. Well, I mean, being, Bowie could all be... OK, so Ziggy Stardust is, is, is the top of this list. The Smiths, first album, number two. Tracy Chapman, number three. Hmm. OK. Right, number five, Judy Garland at Carnegie Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, think... that's fair enough. There's two I, Smiths albums. I think... Well, I suppose Morrissey was a... Um, became a sort of gay icon in some ways. I mean, is well, that what as I may have told you that uh, Morrissey said to me at a mm, dinner party right. that he believed that David Bowie mm. was a great artist in the mm. 70s because mm. he was a homosexual artist. Yes. He used the phrase homosexual yeah. instead of gay. Yeah. Um, and then in the 80s, when he became a heterosexual yeah. artist, he became shit, basically. I think that's what Morrissey was saying. Homosexuality, it's yeah. great. Heterosexuality, it's yeah. shit. No, of course. That's what Morrissey was but saying. But I think yeah. the Ziggy... And that's I, why I knelt to him later on right yes in, in, um, that was one of the most extraordinary stories the, the, the Lady Stardust which we mentioned a lot last week did we? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, you know, you could see that as almost as a gay anthem, right? Boys stood upon Yeah, well, chairs. I've always thought Lady Stardust, in terms of Bowie's gayness, which I think is an interesting thing to talk mm. about because, mm. you know, Bowie obviously made a, made a big deal out of being gay and used it to some extent to promote mm. his career, but no one's quite certain exactly mm. how gay he right. was. I mean, mm. I'm sure he had a lot. Out of I'm 10, sure, you mean? Out of 10, yeah. Mm. Yeah, out of 10. Mm. I reckon, like, I mean, if, like, who's 10 out of 10 gay? Um, well, well, I'd say Rufus is about say, eight. Rufus Wainwright. Well, Rufus oh, I is see. about eight. Okay. Eight. You know, RuPaul probably about right. nine. Right. You know, uh, I think Bowie's about four, five. Right. I mean, I think he's. I think he's more David Williams. Yeah. Once said to me, and I think it's okay to to. It's a, he thought of himself as like seventy percent heterosexual. Right. So I think that Bowie's like that. Mm. They're both called mean, David. Yeah. yeah. You know, otherwise they're not that similar. <laughs> but. Uh, Although children's books, oh, actually, I think we must do is look at David Bowie and the Snowman. But oh, yeah, but, always. But before we get to yeah. that, but I, I can I just it's... get back to my daughter? Unless you want. To, well, no, I was only going to say on the about Bowie's gayness. Well, I was only going to say so. The, Z- the Lady Star. Unfortunately, is, whenever is... I say Bowie's gayness, a part of me is thinking Bowie's anus. Okay. It's just the rhyme. It's not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, so anybody's gayness. You're thinking anyone's anybody's gayness. anus. <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Right. Right. It's the phrase gayness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See what you mean. It's just the rhyme. Well, I'm not thinking that. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that um, so Lady Stardust you could see as a sort of rallying call boys stood up on their chairs make yeah. their point of view and all that but I think more particularly it's particularly I, that line boys stood up definitely. on their chairs to make their point of but view but also the makeup 
yeah. tight blue jeans. Yeah, yeah, there's a sort of homoerotic kind yeah, of quality. Yeah, yeah. It's to really that beautiful. Song, I think. It's beautiful. It's a wonderful, wonderful song. I suppose what they're probably more saying in terms of, which is why I think, in a funny way, I'm not. I mean, I can see why it's not. Let's say I can see why it's number one. I can see why it's in there. I can picture the argument. I can't see how Sergeant Pepper even makes it to a hundred. You know. Well, it's quite. I suppose it's something a little bit camp about the cover. Is yeah, there? I, think, I mean, I guess, but. I mean, maybe that's it, but I think yeah. the Bowie thing would be, and you know, we've all heard Boy George and Rufus, what they talked about, is that sense of he was an artist who played with sexuality, he said he was gay, not sure, but he made it suddenly cool out there, mm. and that, and sort of empowering. That's the Bowie gay thing, who, isn't it, who I suspect. should be a bit pissed off right. at not being in this chart. Tom Robinson. Is he not in there? Tom Robinson, I can't see any sign of him. Mm. And, you know, this is a bloke who... Mm. The first person I knew, mm. I mean, quite seriously, the yeah, first yeah. I knew is there's David Bowie, mm. OK, and David Bowie was playing with mm. it. But Tom Robinson wrote a song called Glad To Be Gay, yes. which in 1978 was incredible. No, of course. That's an incredible thing to do. Yeah, it's yeah. a really good song as well, yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, no sign of him. In but this. I suppose... Because he's not cool, is he, now, really? Tom Robinson does a show on radio. No, I don't, I don't, I mean... What's, what, is, what does he do a show on? He's on radio or something. I think he does a he does like a men's hour thing, or does used he? to, didn't he? On Radio Four, Five, um, Radio Four. He also five. wrote a song about motorway, so that is two four six eight motorway. Yeah, which that's is a good a song, kind of fun song, but it's not necessarily advancing the anyone's. Well, I, I think to be to be fair to infrastructure him, building. exactly. I think he was more concerned about the rights of In, homosexuals than he was about traffic flow, interventionist on the M4. transport industrial policy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know, um, you have to ask Tom about that. But I suppose what I'm getting at is that you're partly Radio saying... Radio 6 he's on. Right, but you're partly also asking what's the best album of all time, aren't you, in some ways. And I don't know if Tom Robinson... I don't know enough about them to know whether they produce great I albums. I still think, to be fair to Tom Robinson, he, he's one of very few artists who actually yeah. wrote a song straightforwardly about being gay, an yes. anthem about yeah, being gay. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, you might be in there somewhere. Anyway... The reason I brought up my daughter is in there anyway. Yeah, he must be. But the reason I brought up my daughter is right. I wanted to bring her along today, even though she only used to be. Oh, I mean, she still likes David Bowie enormously, but she used to be obsessed with David Bowie. Right. And by the age of sort of thirteen, yeah, sort of knew more about Bowie than I did, and yeah. was also incredibly musical. And when Bowie died, it was devastating for her. I have said this on other programs, yeah. but maybe it's worth saying here. Uh, sort of like a different take on it is that mm. when Bowie died, mm. I was in my, I was in bed, and uh, not when he actually died. <laughs> That sounds a bit weird. Like, uh, no, I mean, when I got the news, I was uh, in bed and my wife... You like, like, like the sort of prime minute... When you say when you got the news, someone brought it to your bedside. Yes. I think we yeah. may need to yeah. wake David up with this news. Yeah, my phone, my, my old-style right. phone lit yeah. up with this important news. No, I just got called on my mobile by Morwenna, uh, my wife, right. who said, I've got some bad news. And I said, what? Said, and she said, David Bowie's died. And I, I remember saying... Oh, that is bad news in a very straightforward right, way. Right, right, right. Just being incredibly like mm. taken aback by yeah, that information. Yeah. And then my first thought being, which was her reason why she was calling me really, was she's going to have to come down and talk to Dolly. Because right. Dolly was absolutely devastated. Mm. And I um, thought, God, this is really weird because I'm really mm. upset. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. not occurred to me in the past mm. that like, if one of my heroes dies, the main thing I'm mm. going to have to do is comfort mm. my daughter. But then the other thing that hadn't occurred to me, I think, is that when... Dolly was really, really into Bowie. I was immensely kind of proud of that. I thought, oh, God, that shows that I've got a daughter with great taste and yeah, I've passed on my... Yeah, yeah. That's all great. And she doesn't like One Direction or whatever. Mm. However, if she'd liked One Direction, I'm pretty sure that oh. none of them would have died of liver cancer while she was mm. still young. I mean, not only am I sure, that didn't happen. You have the proof. Uh, I have the proof that that didn't happen because, <laughs> because it didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. But there was no likelihood of it happening yes. either. And so as a result... There's this slightly weird thing, and it must be happening to a whole generation yeah. of 
young people who have got great musical taste, which is because she also likes Joni yes. Mitchell, who's had an aneurysm and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That all these people that they like because of YouTube and, and the recycling culture, they're going to die mm. when they're slightly too young to take their death. I mean, I remember... Yes. There being helplines set up when take that split up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's meant to be really devastating yes. when a band you like when you're a kid splits yes. up. But this is someone who she loved who genuinely yes. died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yeah. You know, so I think yeah. that's all very complicated. No, no. I, so, what I'm thinking about doing mm, anyway mm. is calling her because she was meant to come today, but because she's a teenager, mm. she was in bed and couldn't be bothered. Right. I had quite a long conversation with her yesterday. We went to see Little Shop of Horrors, uh, which is a musical at Regent's Park Theatre, and said, Do you want to do the podcast? Said, oh, yeah, yeah, Dan, I'll do it. Couldn't get her up this morning. Just couldn't get up. Uh, but I thought I might call her because what I specifically said to her, you know so much about Dave Bowie, even though you're no longer a super fan. I reckon mm. you could ask me and Tim a question that we might find it hard to get. Oh, I'm certain of it. Yeah, so, so shall we? I want yeah. to try that. Do so you want to call her up now? Call yeah. her up now, see if you can think of a question. If not, if she can't think immediately, I'll call her yeah. back. So let's see if we can get her on the phone. She might say, oh, fuck off, Dad. I stayed in bed for a very specific as as reason. Concerned, it's win-win. Yeah. Hello? 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 Dolly? Yeah? Is, is Dad... Right. I'm calling from the podcast yeah. that you decided not to come to. Yeah. And do you remember the bit last night where I said to you, do you think you can think of a question that might be hard for me and Tim to answer about Bowie? Yeah. Can you either think of one off the top of your head or shall I call you back in two minutes and you can think of one? Um, where are you now, by the way? I'm in my bedroom. Okay. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> This, wanna, is, could, this is not putting you on the spot or anything, right? This is exactly what you wanted. <laughs> Do you, can you think of one, or shall I call you back? Um, well, look, shall, shall I call you back in two minutes? Just one oh, question. All right. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. It sound, I mean, it sounds like she's totally up for that. 
She couldn't be more up for that. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm really excited to be on her dad's podcast. Yeah. Uh, it really I mean, sounded to me like she was like... You should have assured I'm her. I'm so amazed that she didn't come, because it sounds to me like she really wanted to. You should have to. assured her that these two minutes will fly by. Don't worry, we'll be on the phone really soon, because I think she just wanted to chat and chat and, yeah. and be part of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She did tell me something. I mean, I don't know, this might be the question she's going to ask, uh, which is that when we went... I can't remember what it was now. We went to some Bowie thing, and uh, someone talked about Bowie getting a saxophone from as a present. Okay. Um, when he was a kid. Do you know yeah. this? From his parents? What, I have saxophone? sort of vaguely, yeah, right. And Dolly said to me afterwards, yeah, they didn't really explain what that was. It was a Bakelite saxophone. So it wasn't like a straightforward oh. saxophone. Dolly knew that it was a Bakelite okay. saxophone. Okay, is that like made out of plastic stuff? Yeah. Like a phone? Yeah. I mean, we could ask her that when we come yeah. back. Um, because we, I, we, I now don't know what the significance of it, is, of it being Bakelite. Yeah, I think of old phones being made out of yeah. Bakelite. Yeah, that's what... We could also, if we're just randomly calling people because we haven't got anything to talk about, we could. We never I'm got not random. Rand- it's not random. It's no, my well, daughter. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got a connection. <laughs> um, we never called Jamie Thigston, who's got a Bowie oh, story. Yes. Well, let's try and do that. Should we um, call Dolly back first? Because yeah, of course. Have thought yeah. of question I have no her. idea if Jamie's around. And if she whatever. hasn't thought of the question, I can ask her about the Bakelite saxophone. Yeah. And maybe she could call bet, us. What's the betting her phone is off? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hello. It's a rubbish question, you'll probably know the answer. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. What is it? So, okay, so you know the passage from Sweet Thing Reprise to Rebel Rebel? Yep. Yep. So you know the, like, melodic motif in that bit? Okay, I see. Can you sing it or something? No, I don't want to sing it, that's really embarrassing. Okay, although you'll do it well. I kind of know, I mean, I know what you mean, yeah. That oh. you, like, demoed in 1973, what was the name of that song? That's very good. I don't know the answer I think I that. do know this, but of course it's not coming into... I, um, oh, the I, song I, that he demoed before yeah. Diamond Dogs? Well, oh. it's kind of ambiguous because it's yeah. like at the end of the Aladdin Sane sessions, but oh. he used that material in Diamond Dogs. That's right. It's not... Oh, God... Dolly, that's a very I good question because no that's idea. annoying me because I sort of do. Do you know, think you know it? And I, I do know it, but I don't think. But it's is gonna... it a song that we would know, or is it like a weird? No, it's quite no. weird. Okay. Oh, this is annoying. There's actually a few different names for the song. To be fair. Dolly, Dolly while I we're know... thinking about it, I can you just explain it. the thing you once said to me about him having a Bakelite saxophone? What? <laughs> you, we were, we went to some <laughs> this is Bowie such a lovely thing. Insight. We went to a Bowie oh, yeah, thing, like, and you said. But I remember you corrected someone. You said to me afterwards they got that wrong. It was a, a baker like that. Oh, well, I could have been wrong too. I was just so like secu- I was such a big-headed like Bowie nerd at the time that I thought I was right. Okay. An acrylic I, saxophone. I, that, I can't remember because he said like oh his mom gave him a saxophone when he was fourteen, but I thought it was like his dad when he was thirteen. And but it, I could be completely. And it was a baker like saxophone. What's baker Isn't that a type of tinfoil? Well. That- <laughs> No, you yeah, it, you said it to me at the time, <laughs> and and it's a sort of old material that phones used to be made out of. I didn't say that. I've never said it was a Bakelite saxophone. <laughs> no, you have boldly claimed it's acrylic. You're saying it was a machine washable saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember what was the event that we went to where you said that? It was like a Keith's house, no? It was a Keith's house. Do you remember who it was? <laughs> no, all? it was about the exhibition. 
Oh, it was about Bo's exhibition. That's right. It was the person yeah. who put together the B&A exhibition. Yeah. Okay, Tim, are you any closer answering no, the question? No, I mean, I'm annoyed, because you're going to say it now, Dolly, and I it's, I mean, I'm not going to get the points. But okay, I, what's I, the answer to your question? Okay, so the answer is, there's two different names to the song. There's either Zion or Aladdin Vane. Yeah, wow. I, I, yeah. I, I didn't know either. No, no, I knew the Zion. I didn't know Aladdin Vane, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, there's like a few different names for it. Right. And is it just melodic, just instrumental? No, there are lyrics, actually. Yeah. That's okay, well, we're going to have to play it now, but thank you, Dolly. But Dolly, can I just ask, just ask, because it's obviously really annoying when your dad rings up from a podcast. Oh, that's a pretty common problem for all teenagers. <laughs> Do you, have you now, the Bowie thing you've sort of left behind, right? You've moved on to other things that you're interested in musically. Yeah. Life like it used to. Like, I was a very avid fan. Yes. I had, like, fan accounts and everything. Wow. But I can still... I've taken a step back, but I still appreciate him just as much. Didn't you have, like, quite a lot of followers on one of your fan accounts? I did. I had, like, 5,000 followers on my Instagram. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Oh, well, it's... Yeah, it was... Oh, it's, it's, I find it so embarrassing. But... No, it's not embarrassing. Anyway, look, another time you're going to have to come and join us. Oh, we'd love you Possibly yeah. when it's later in the day. All right. Okay. Doll, Thank you, Dolly. I'll see you later. Thank you. Right. Cheers, Bye. Dolly. That's annoying because I think. Hang on, I don't know this song. I'm going to listen to yeah, it. Yeah. Vane? Uh, Aladdin Vane? Or, Aladdin Vane or, or Zion, Zion? By Bowie. I mean, I don't know what exists of it. <laughs> Zion out song, there. Bowie. Lad, oh, Lad in Vane. Okay. This is it. Hang on. There you go. That's what Dolly means by the musical motif. Yeah. Is that Art of Sweet thing? Yeah, it's going, yes, into, it is. It's it going is. into the. the Crunchy, oh, heavy, into, but the thing that you played me was yeah. like noi. Yeah, it's going okay. into that. For anyone who doesn't understand what these references are now, it's very beautiful. It's lovely, isn't it? I've never heard him do this. Absolutely crazy, isn't it? I, I haven't. This is amazing because yeah. it's sort of it's sort of a lad insane. Yeah, just going la la yeah, la, yeah. la, but in a over a different backing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it hasn't found that sort of post-apocalyptic diamond dog sort of. I could sort of listen to that forever. Yeah, and it, and it's got you're right because it's got that um, Aladdin that voice is Aladdin insane, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a different voice on dumb yeah. dogs, right? What it says here on um, so full, absolutely full marks for Dolly, amazing. That it was also called, it's been called Zion, as Dolly said. The lyric, I mean, it doesn't have lyrics, it has la la's, as la we know. That's what it sort of right. has. But it was also, there were other names for the track, were Aladdin Vain, as as we said, Love Aladdin Vain, then Aladdin Vain. It's all pretty um, close to Aladdin Sane. Um, but then, <laughs> out of nowhere, Terrible title, Tragic Moments. Tragic Moments. It's also called Tragic Moments. Is that a rhyme with Magic Moments? You know that song? Oh, we see, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moments. That sounds like a different song to the one I know. <laughs> no, that's the one. That's <laughs> yeah. the one. It goes exactly like that. Yeah. Uh, so he's doing Tragic, tragic Moments. That's, uh, I guess that. What is the next line? Um, tragic Moments. When life is quite sad. That's how I think. Uh, if you. Um, Google tragic that, moments, you get six tragic moments the football world will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's, um, of course, it's such a lovely image, isn't it? Those things that, that in a way, for an analogue generation like us, you started to get when they did those CD re-releases and you got, like, fragments of things that he was working on, another artist, but, mm. you know, like um, 
Bombers and and you know that song that was on I think the Diamond Dogs yeah. re-release. I thought we could just just to get back into the mood if I could just because this is sort of apropos nothing other than it's around the period that Dolly's question was. Um, I suppose I um, we both know. I mean, I'm just going to say this as a matter of fact. It's not meant to. We both know Alan Yentob well. Yeah. Or um, we know him. Yeah. And um, of course, um, I bumped into him over the. Of course. Not of course. Of course you I mean, um, you're a television executive. Um, I bumped into Alan over the summer. And, uh, in the south of France? Uh, no, it was in, it was in London. Yeah. In London, yeah. And, um, of course, you know, I, I was with my daughter, not who, who's, who likes Bowie, not like your daughter did, but she's very much into music. And afterwards I said, oh, well, that guy, that's the guy, by the way, that did this extraordinary documentary about David Bowie, and obviously it's a cracked actor and things that all Bowie fans know, which basically made me show her a bit and, you know... And, of course, it is a reminder of... It's the most wonderful, extraordinary documentary. And I was just reminded of the bit... It's a really obvious bit. It's a bit like saying... I mean, I'm aware this is a bit like saying, oh, do you like Spinal Tap? Oh, yeah, you know the bit where it goes up to 11. Yeah, it's yeah. Sort of, so you would never do that. But it is the famous interview in the car. And it's yeah. sort of worth reminding yourself. Is there a bit particular you want to draw to mind? It's, yeah, I want to play an hour of it. <laughs> no, um, no, but is there a particular bit? Yeah, it's the fly in the milk. We know Find that. Milk. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. You know, play that bit. But also, what you're reminded of is that's quite close to the bit where he talks about the Waxwork Museum, and it's a sort of thing. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay, bit. well, you'll probably when you see it, you'll probably remember because basically, it's all of Bowie in one sort of vulnerable, alien, cool, really quite embarrassing because he does a sort of weird voice, sort of slightly cockney. It's like, what are you doing about the Waxworks? Yeah. Um, like a child. He literally turns into a child. Yeah. <laughs> Since you've been in America, you seem to have picked up on a lot of the idioms and themes of American music and American culture. How's that happened? There's a, there's a fly floating around in my milk. I do like that very much. Yeah, yeah. off his face. Well, right? I think what I particularly like about it is I know Alan Yentop, of course you know right. Alan Yentop, yeah. and Alan's asked quite an earnest question. Yeah, really, yeah. Like an earnest serious question yeah. about American influence yeah. as well. But it's got the, almost deliberately, almost perversely, so I'm yeah. going to talk about the fly in my yeah. milk. That's what we're going to talk about, Alan. Yeah, but which he, you know he says it, but it's quite an interesting point he makes about being an alien and absorbing all the. So, yeah. Yeah. But then he does the waxwork. So listen, yeah, okay. the waxwork is where you think, "Who's this annoying kid I'm sitting next to at school? He's like embarrassing and square." I hated it when I first came here. I couldn't see any of it. Look, a wax museum. How are you having a bleeding wax museum out in the middle of the desert? <laughs> think it'd melt, wouldn't you? I mean, that <laughs> is just. So <laughs> I don't. I didn't know that before, but actually. So, a bleeding waxwork music. <laughs> I mean, what it's reminding me of, both bits, is Derek and Clive a little bit. Yeah. There's a slight element of, oh, there's a fucking yeah. fly in my milk yeah. in there. Like, there uh, is that. Can you believe it? And <laughs> wax museum out in the desert. Imagine that. You thought it would melt. And it actually is not bad. It's not far off, sort of. Um, it's a metronome, isn't it? It's that. It's a sort of laughing gnome. The laughing gnome type. It is an element. It's, yeah, it is, it's very much. I mean, I think we haven't got time. Well, maybe we do play it now, which is the David Barry Peter Frampton. Thing, which is right, the greatest yeah. excursion right. in David Bowie being a Wally uh, that exists. Yes, uh, I find that quite funny though. No, it's funny. I mean, no, but, but genuinely, there is something. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of sweet that he just says it, but at yeah. the same time, I think like you fucking you think it would melt. I mean, I like the sheer like childish. Yeah. It, it is free association. Yeah, it's that. free association. It's childish. I think I've. I, mean, I think possibly we might have to phone Madame Two Swords and say. Have you considered yes. climate change? Well, you know, might it, you might melt. Yeah, will it bleed in melt? <laughs> um, and and I think well, I've always. I mean, I can't help but it's partly where my brain works. When I hear him say that, ever since I first heard it, I think you mean will the waxworks melt? Yes, not the museum. 
<laughs> so he says, unless that's made of wax, which... <laughs> so, but also, I know it's the 70s and things were a bit behind, but it was America and he was staying in hotels. He'd probably have heard of air conditioning. Air conditioning. But I feel I'd be sitting next to him thinking I'm sitting next to him and he goes, ah, there's a bleeding wax work museum and we're out. And I say, you know, we have the wax works, you mean? Not the hotel. And he would just look <laughs> at me thinking... Museum. Not the museum. And he'd just look at me and go... Yeah. There's a fly in my milk, <laughs> and, I, and I would not be I, asked back. I think he, what he'd do is he'd think you've ruined it. You've ruined it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I, I must just play something now, yeah. which I think is quite well known to uh, fans of David Bowie as one of the funnier things that he did. Right. Without meaning well, to be funny. Not back on the Nazi salute again. No, we? it's the snowman. Oh, um, lovely. Uh, which is yeah. uh, obviously the Raymond Briggs thing. Now, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever watched this. Now, what, that's slightly odd, because it's quite well known, but also because I've laughed heartily at Joss... With Josh Widdicombe's stand-up about it. Do you know Josh Widdicombe's yeah, stand-up about it? Yeah, um, no, I don't know his stand-up about it. Okay, right. gonna, what, the Josh stand-up is about the snowman. Oh, I see. Right. And it's about how he had a VHS of the snowman, he used to put it in, yeah. and he was always rather surprised that it's introduced by David Bowie. Yeah. And the thing that he particularly points out is Bowie goes into an attic, I believe. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Yeah, yeah, he's in and an And he's attic, just yeah. rooting around in the attic. And the implication is that he is the boy. In the snowman. Yeah, because he's got a scarf on. Well, right. that's the thing. He gets a yeah. scarf. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is Josh's bit. He picks up a scarf, I believe, Bowie. Yep. And Bowie says, oh, God, this scarf, I've forgotten about this. Mm. And Josh's bit is about, I know you've had a colourful life, David, <laughs> and a lot of stuff's happened, but if I was taken up into the air by mm. a sun-flying yeah. snowman, <laughs> I, I don't think that would yes. pass me by. Yeah, yeah. So that's his bit. That's right. the only thing I know about it. So yeah. now I'm going to watch the bit for the first time. I mean, just on that Josh thing, I'm just reading a sort of reasonably good book about the Beatles nine, about 1966 and they talk about they stay in a hotel in Glasgow during one of their gigs because they're still playing those sorts of gigs and it says that having spoken to them all um, they shared the hotel um, with some other bands they're pretty sure because it's quite minute detail this book they're pretty sure they all went to bed early although some think they might have stayed up all night and partied with the Moody Blues <laughs> and I remember thinking I would like my life to be where I can't I don't know I think I might have stayed up partying all night with the Moody yeah. Blues I might have gone to bed Justin I don't know. Hayward was he there <laughs> or was it my dad put so me to a, bed it's yeah, hard to remember it's a similar thing isn't it? that's amazing Yeah. this is okay. the video okay so I'm going to listen to it Okay, I've never seen this before. First, the first thing I have to say is, what the fuck is David wearing? <coughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's sort of 1983, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, oh that is God. something yes, that Perry yes. Como could have worn. Yeah, no, it's astonishing. He's got, for anyone who hasn't seen it, he's got on chinos and what, really a Christmas jumper. A really glowing white, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, it's Christmas, to be fair. Yeah. Christmas jumper yeah. is appropriate. This attic's full of memories for me. We spent all our summers by the seaside and in winter at home by the fire. Frost on the window. Right. And snow. <laughs> Snowballs and making snowmen. He's really nervous. One winter I met a really big snowman. He got this scarf for me. You see, he was a real snowman. Right, okay, so he I mean, doesn't do what Josh Whittacombe says he did. I'm a bit disappointed. I mean, that is, that is genuinely poor acting, isn't it? It's terrible acting. I've always thought that that bit involves David Bowie saying, oh, I see. oh, blimey, this scarf, I forgot about this scarf, so that Josh can do a bit about, I know you've had a colourful life, David, but how did you forget? Well, he kind of, no, but he is saying, he's saying, no, I think to be in Josh's defence, the overall impression is, I haven't been in this attic for ages, got lots of memories, oh, there's the scarf, you know, it's, it's not. Like... Oh, the... I'm sorry, I'm going to have to disagree <laughs> with you. It very much looks like he knows that scarf is in that drawer. Okay. Oh, I see it... what you mean. Oh, here we go, and again. One winter I met a really big snowman. He got this scarf for me. Yeah, I mean, right, let's right. be honest, David right. is not saying, Yeah. oh, bloody hell, 
Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that snowman and that scarf. Which right, is, right. Okay. But I may be misunderstood. I may be no, mis- no, misrepresenting think, Josh's think, bit. Yeah. Anyway, is that it? Is that is that? All yeah. Then then you go into the snowman itself. That's the intro to snowman. That's it. Yeah. Uh, as far as I remember, in the snowman, mm. doesn't he? Isn't the scarf the thing that he uses as the reins for the snowman? No, it's that's not. a brilliant idea. It's, it's not. <laughs> no. How is how does he stay on the snowman's back, David? By the way, he's not called David. Hang on. I don't think. I don't think he rides the snowman. He I'm does, doesn't wrong. he? I think they hold hands. Oh, do they? Yeah, oh, I, I thought he rode him. <laughs> <laughs> does he not ride? I him? think they're hand in hand. Yeah. And they, well, that's how they fly. And the scarf, <laughs> of course, is. <laughs> oh, the scarf. I've never heard of anyone flying on someone's back. So hang on, the snowman. What, you've never heard of someone flying. I've on someone's only heard back. of people flying hand about? in hand. What are you talking about? The only way you can fly is holding someone's hand up. Birds, for example, right? Do, do like, piggybacks. Animated birds in like like how to train your dragon. You've seen how to train your dragon. You fly on the back of it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. that's how I imagine it. Yeah, but that's not real. This actually happened today. Yeah, that's you this saw actually, the thing. That's actually you, happened. It happened years okay. ago. Okay, so the snowman. Right, I can tell you because we used to see the snowman as a family every year. Okay. The ballet. The ballet. Is yeah, a there's a ballet, ballet every year at the Bloomsbury Theatre. Okay. And that shows you that the scarf is given to I think his name's James, the boy, by Father Christmas when they're at the North Pole. Okay, but in these images that I've got, the snowman has a scarf which is green. Okay. By the way, it's not blue. Okay. And, they are flying hand. Yeah, you and see? The, the boy is just in dressing gown. Yeah, and they sort of fly hand in hand. Here's a weird one where the snowman appears to have been beaten up. Um, yeah, so he sort of is holding onto his scarf there. Yeah, he is holding onto his scarf there. That's yeah. true. But it's a completely different sort of scarf. Yeah, but it's the not one... the snowman scarf he gets, because the snowman scarf has been given to him by Jane. Don't forget, he built him. Oh, so so who gives him that scarf? Santa. So, yeah. Later on in the in the cartoon, yeah, that well, that's how the yes, I'm pretty sure that's what happens. They go oh, well, no they spoilers, end, but they end up at the North Pole, and he gets a scarf so, from Santa. Doesn't he think that's a bit shit? Well, there's a the father, last thing I want is like getting socks. The Father Christmas gives presents to yeah. everyone. When I was, I think I've told you this. When I was eight, yeah, I thought my parents were getting me a Skeletrix. How do you say it? Skeletrix. Skeletrix. Right. Yeah. And I was sure they were dropping so many. It just sounded, it was so I was ready to get the skeletrix. Hmm. I actually got a jigsaw puzzle with a motor racing picture on it. That's what it was. Um, is this how we brought up Lee Mack? Because uh, I may have told you that when uh, football's come, when Three Lions was doing well, oh, yeah. uh, and Lee Mack wrote to me as if like I had bigged up the truth that, that England were going to win the World Cup by putting out this yes. song. And he wrote to me what a brilliant song it was and how much he loved it mm. and blah blah blah. It was a lovely email, but it ended by mm. saying. If, however, you're wrong, yes, it's wrong, right, it's not right. coming home, you are basically my big brother who, when I was nine, told me that Santa Claus had got me a Scalectrix and, oh, wow. and I got a Muppet. I, got, I don't think you've ever said that. a toy Muppet. I don't think you've ever said that. I know Lee and he's never met... I, I should compare stories because yeah. I, I, I've got... So this is not our Christmas edition, obviously, but I, in a similar thing... My after England went out, I sent him a picture of Uncle Bob, Bob Gary. Yeah, I remember. That's yeah. what you said. I, yeah. I didn't. I actually didn't hear. One Christmas morning, I got up before my brother. I have a brother. I know you mentioned. And, yeah. In the last podcast, he shouted at Linda. He of course he <laughs> shouted at Linda, yeah. which unfortunately still makes me laugh. Yeah. As if I've only just yeah. heard it. Um, I'm literally almost tempted to tell that again because I so Don't enjoyed it. No, I'm not going to, but I, mean, I, I liked so, it. I so I liked it. I didn't like it quite as much as you liked it. I'll be perfectly honest with you. 
I still did like it. Hello, Linda. She's upstairs. I'll just get her. It's beyond it. <laughs> I love the fact that, what I love about that story is not the story, it's the fact that you think that's one of the funniest things <laughs> that's ever happened. I can't think of anything purer and more funny. Yeah. Um, is that I got up early, my brother. Did, did Linda say, why are you shouting? <laughs> I'm here. I, I'm just on the doorstep. What are you remember. shouting I don't at? remember. Rob, calm down. I, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, is that I went into his bedroom across the hallway and he had... Um, uh, and um, a Kojak car, um, not life size. No. Um, what is a Kojak car? A model a of balls a... car. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a technical term in the trade. I've sold you a Kojak I car. Know, I wouldn't know what no. car Kojak drove. It was a. I can picture it. it's like one of those. It feels like I'm not really good on cars. Big it feels like one of those old Ameri- Yeah, big American sort of uh, Chevrolet type things, and it was sort of brown, and it was kind of no. cool. It was in the series. Obviously, he drove it. Around as a model, and I had a model ambulance. Really? In because you, you were know, more. I don't know. I just responsible. Well, well. You know, he so, was the policeman. You were the doctor. Right. Yeah. So I suppose we're both working frontline services, yeah. which is <laughs> kind of probably a good thing. But but I uh, and then I so I basically swapped them over. I took the. Well, hang on. You you knew what the presents were. Yeah, because somehow I mean I'd, it's a good point, but that I knew he had a Kojak car. I think they were in pillow. They weren't maybe all wrapped up. They're in a pillowcase. I, I mean, in a pillowcase. Yeah, that's how we got our presents. Were you very poor? Uh, <laughs> two pillowcases, not that poor. <laughs> okay. Um, Couldn't afford wrapping paper. And I think some must have been wrapped. But anyway, I, I knew it was a Kojak. Maybe I peeled a bit of. So yeah. I swapped them over. Okay. And no one, my parents never talked uh, about it. Uh, have because, you ever told Rob? And I told him at my wedding. Oh really? Uh, and okay. uh, oh no, no, sorry. I must have told him before that because he told it in his best man oh, no. speech, shouting to his wife about it, <laughs> and then I say, "I'm just here. Why are you shouting?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think there's nothing funny than someone shouting when they mean to be. Quiet. No, no, they don't mean to be shouting. <laughs> no, you're right. It is funny. Somehow it is funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, just in case anyone didn't hear the first, we're going to have to tell the story. <laughs> I'm going to tell it because I think Tim finds it difficult to tell. I'm going to tell this story, which is literally the least to do with David Bowie or music story that's been on this podcast. Although you did tell it to try and explain why Bowie might have been doing his Nazi salute. Yeah, there was a link. Yeah. Is that uh, I'm going to tell this story. I mean, mm. we might cut this bit. <laughs> but when, funny, when um, Linda, who was a neighbour of Tim's when he was young, came round <laughs> to see his mum one day, uh, she came round to ask oh where his mum was. And uh, she was upstairs at the time, and Rob... Uh, Tim's brother answered the door and he meant to just say oh okay Linda and then shout up to his mum uh, Linda's here mum but he got confused about when to shout Yeah. and the shout happened too early so he opened the door he went hello Linda and then he shouted at Linda she's here she's just upstairs <laughs> and then turned and said mum come down well in a quiet voice <laughs> no in the, the shout continued it'd be brilliant if it was in a quiet voice though. <laughs> if it was then too quiet then she went what what are you saying Rob Exactly. <laughs> anyway, please talk about music. So, oh, so the snowman with Bowie <laughs> in it. My main point is that whoever did it was obviously so excited that it was Bowie doing it, never stopped to think there's a bit of a logical thing going on here, which is right. that we've decided that that kid in the dressing gown actually is David Bowie. Or is, is the impression meant to be... right? That when he comes into the attic, he's acting. He's playing the part of the now grown-up kid. No, that's what I think, it, yeah. And that's what's meant to be. Cause, yeah, but he's so Bowie-ish. 
He's got the ridiculous, you know, not ridiculous, he's got the cool Bowie 70s hair. Admittedly, he's got a jumper on, but in every other respect, he's David Bowie. No, totally. And he's, um, yeah. He's, and, you know, because that kid, I know he's had an, ex- an interesting and unusual experience yeah. with the snowman, but yeah. in other respects, I imagine his life is quite suburban. Yeah. I imagine he grew up to be a middle manager. Yeah. Possibly John Lewis, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, wife, two children. Yeah. Maybe having an affair with a barmaid on the, I don't know. But I Bar imagine. Barmaid? Was this goodnight, sweetheart? I'm sorry. I've just sort of. I'm slightly gone wrong there. <laughs> but my main point is, he's probably now, at the time of the filming, you know, when he's meant <laughs> Probably to be, having an affair with a barmaid. No, never mind the barmaid. <laughs> uh, scratch the barmaid. Right. I, I'm imagining him, 1970, whatever it is, moustache, yeah. s- sort of jacket, beaten down by life. Yeah. You know, probably, overweight, you know, yeah, over, like, overweight yeah. suburban bloke. Yeah. He won't look like that. No. He won't look like the thin white duke. No. No Serious way. moonlight, yeah. yeah. I mean, what I'm saying is, Bowie's been tragically miscast. He's been miscast. But, of course, the thing about Bowie's acting, famously other than Man, Man Who Fell to Earth, is that he was always... It was always like, we're making a film here, and then, just stop a minute, David Bowie's <laughs> going to come on set and yeah. say some words. Yeah. And everyone stops, and then yeah. you get back to it, don't you? And Merry Christmas, Mr Lawrence. Yeah. And that, I think that was about that time. I mean, almost, he looks like the Merry Christmas, Mr I Lawrence think it's slightly, I think Merry Christmas slightly after that. Was it? But he's sort of in that... Should I, actually, should I find out when, when that is? Yeah, he's sort of act... I'm guessing about 1982, whatever. So you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's right. 1982. It was 82. Okay. Yeah. What, so the, the, the snowman. Snowman thing. is 1982. Yeah. Okay. So it's just after Let's Dance. Yeah. He's, he's well. He's sort of in the middle of Serious Moonlight. He's huge now. No, isn't Serious Moonlight's later, isn't it? No, that's 82. Oh, is it 82? Yeah, or 82, 83. Yeah. Um, so back up. He's done Let's Dance. Yeah. You know, and he's, and so he's a sort of global megastar. But it does everything stops while it's unfortunately he's the whole sequence. So the whole sequence is just Bowie, yeah. sort of. Um, and the acting is terrible, and, and and but I think yeah he is playing James. I think it's James. James is it? I think it's pretty sure it's James. They've made no effort to make him feel James like. Not at like all. What James might have grown up as. Yeah. No. Wouldn't so look like it's, that. But it's it's interesting because he. It'd be great though if like towards the end of it when he's saying this scarf that really reminds me of like the snowman that I made. Mm. If a barmaid had wanted it, say, <laughs> are you coming back for a shag, <laughs> James? <laughs> that would be quite good. No, the barmaid is a is a very. Unbowie touch, but it's what it was precisely your point. That's what it needs. It's too Bowie that. It's yeah. too, uh, you know, with it on when the wind blows, which which is a yeah. revelation. I didn't know he did the music, and I might go and listen to that later to see what it's like because I had no idea he did the the other Raymond Briggs book. When the wind blows, did the music Bowie. I've maybe I've said this before, but I had maybe you did a copy of When the Wind Blows. It's sort of yeah, graphic, yeah, frightening, and it's frightening. It was all that time when radiation and nuclear war. But I don't know if you remember on the back of it, there were some reviews of it. And it's got my favourite review of all time of any book, um, because Tony Benn does a review. No. Um, of When the Wind Blows. Of When the Wind Blows. And his review, I mean, you have to sort of read it as one. Yeah. It's basically... Do you, remember, do you remember it? Yeah, it's not hard when I tell you what it yeah. is. It's really good, Tony <laughs> Benn. <laughs> That's what it is. Have a look. Really good, Tony Benn. What I like about that particularly is that Tony Benn would have thought what's really good about it is yeah. it presages nuclear war. Yes. That's what's really good about it. Yeah. It suggests yes, exactly. that there's yeah. going to be a nuclear holocaust, yeah. and that is really good. Yeah. No, That's exactly. So, um, so, what I'd like mm. to do, since we do have to stop, is uh, last week we stopped with the worst version we ended of Ziggy Stardust that anyone's ever done. We, we tried to play right. it and yeah. sing it. I think we should try and make that a regular feature. Okay. And whatever song has been brought up by the podcast, we right. try and finish it right. by singing that song. And I think it's got to be Walking in the Air. Right. So, okay. I'm now going to get the guitar. Yeah. I don't even know how to play Walking in the Air. I'm going to assume it's D minor. 
for some reason. Or it could be A minor. It's a minor key. Yeah? I think it's... I'll tell you what it is. Or, a minor to E, isn't it? A minor to E? Or whatever you... Walking in the air. We're walking in the air. Oh, gee, well done, lovely. I'm holding very tight. What's the last one? There's another minor. Oh, just go back to A. It's quite good, that, I think. It's like Bowie doing Zion. A barmaid on my arm. Tonight. Oh, that's nice. I'm going to go to the dog and dog. For a casual... Why, oh, why was that version not released? Good night. That's... 